everybody, welcome to RPG Cast, episode 311 for the week of June 28th, 2014. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here to bring you RP Gamer's finest analysis of the news of the week. Starting off with our in house um, expert, Anna Marie Privetier. The teddy bear looks just like you. Oh, goodness, not the teddy bear again. <laughs> And this is why I have to bring in foreign uh, consultants, including John Yerworth. Oh, damn it, Chris. Now everyone expects the British invasion. <laughs> and Alex Fuller. Hello. We're also joined today by my cat, Sophie. Hi, Sophie. Hi, Sophie. She's sitting on the... Ru- oh, wait. That was Simon. Simon just answered when we said, hey, Sophie. Simon has joined us as well. He's flat out on the ground. He's just chilling. Maybe he'll join the camera later. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. If you're watching um, via podcast, please know you can watch watching us live. via at... podcast? Huh? If you're watching via podcast? Yeah, whatever. Maybe you're broadcasting it and looking at an equalizer. Um, if you're doing that, <laughs> just know that instead of watching sound bars go up and down, you can instead watch the show live at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern at rpgamer.com slash live. Also available at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Follow us now, he said with a smile. Uh, all right. And we have, uh, what's our first segment? What we played, right? No feedback? No, first off is play, then feedback. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing Marvel Puzzle Quest. What? It's Marvel and Puzzle Quest. I haven't decided if I really like it yet. It looks very short. It looks very, very cash shop heavy. Hmm. I've also been playing... Um, you downloaded it. It's dorky. It's high school story. Why did you download that? Because it looked like a dumb sort of thing you'd like. <laughs> so despite Chris, I've been playing and enjoying the dumb game. Which is great because you can link it to your Facebook friends. And so I've been putting in all my Facebook friends to my high school and hooking them up. So like everybody on the podcast has had... um cameos in her game now no not quite because mm. i don't have everybody here on facebook what's wrong with you why don't you like everybody because i have them on twitter hmm. does that mean because uh, i know i don't have i don't have a facebook account but does that mean that david's in the no i don't think i've added him because i couldn't add you and i didn't see a hot guy that i could hook him up with <laughs> if i do add him in he will definitely be a gamer so everybody in the game has a class <laughs> So you start out with jock, prep, and nerd. And then you What am I, Anna? Um I'm pretty sure you're a prep. Mm, No, mm -hmm. wait. Are you? You might be a nerd. I'm a nerd. My mom's a nerd. So yeah, you're probably a prep. Um You're going to high school with your mom? (laughs) Yes. That about sums that game up. But yeah, it's it's got surprising depth. It's fun. The quests are actually really well written. So that's what I've been playing. And beyond that, I've been conceiving more Star Children. And playing Conception too. I mean, yeah, Star Children. What I'm ninety nine percent sure is the second to last dungeon. Because I'm at the uh, seventh, I'm at the seventh sin. Yeah. So after that will be. The last dungeon, and if I tell what it is, it'll be a spoiler. I know what it will be. It becomes very obvious. 
But um, yeah, yeah, it's not too subtle. <laughs> no, I'm just curious what's going on with the Neo Ether and those creepy twins that flirt with each other. It's like Game of Thrones in my conception too. Alex knows, but he's not going to tell. Yeah, I, I I know, but it's anything I say would be spoiler, even though it's <laughs> even though you can probably guess quite easily. I have a fairly good idea of what's going on with them, and if so, ew, yikes. So, anyways, um, that's what I've been doing. Who wants to go next? I've been playing Eat Pizza during the podcast, which you're not supposed to do. Chris? I know, right? Yeah, uh, you always criticize us for doing that. Stop it. Well, because you eat on the microphone. You're like, um, 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 and then there's like these silverware sounds. And uh, Anyway. Is it a good pizza, at least? No, it's terrible pizza. He decided well, that's, that's for some reason worse. that he would order like these $5 Domino specials. It's like cheese and pepperoni and cardboard. It's awful. The new Domino's is like worse than the old Domino's, which I'm surprised that they achieved. Ugh. Anyway. Salad and careful planning. Besides Domino's and the, the iPad games that I've been playing and told you about last week, which I won't bore you with we've again. We've been watching the World Cup. Well, we've been watching the World Cup for and weeks summer now. summer games done quick. We've been yeah. Most of our gaming time has been watching Summer Games Done Quick, which, if you're unfamiliar with, is uh, a group of people speedrunning games in a marathon form. They've been going on for like a week so far, and they're raising money for Doctors Without Borders. You can watch it at Games Done You can watch it at GamesDoneQuick.com, and uh, they they're taking donations. And even though they're about to wrap up the official stream, they've got another whole like week of bonus stream coming. So there's plenty of time for you to watch streams. Um, there's VODs that people are collecting in Reddit, and you can watch all those. Uh, just go to the official chat, uh, the, the Quake chat, and type exclamation point VOD, and you'll get a link to all the VODs, and you can you can catch up on it all. And, uh, yeah, uh, Summer Games Done Quick. They do it twice a year. So this is the summer one. There'll be another one and in six months from awesome now. Awesome Games Done Quick. Yeah, Awesome Games Done Quick. <laughs> Oh, don't and, forget, there's also the, the, don't forget the, the part of the winter one is also Awful Games Done Quick. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> where they where they play a bunch of terrible games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, speaking of terrible games, they play this fantastic Xbox classic called Metal Wolf Chaos, uh, which is a Japanese only release for the Xbox, uh, the original Xbox. I almost said the Xbox One, but that would be wrong. Um, and uh, it has English voice acting and Japanese text. And yes, the English voice acting is the only voice acting for the game, and it is beautiful. I highly recommend watching the the VOD of the Metal Wolf Chaos speedrun, and you will... <laughs> hello, hello, hello. It's, it's just fantastic. There's so many memes that you could get out of that one game. Um, it's hilarious voice acting. It's terrible and awesome at the same time. So that's my recommendation for that stuff. And then in addition to that, I've been playing um, some Jade Empire for my uh, my... What's it called? My E3 Retro Playlist. Uh, which I've been enjoying. I think I'm going to finish Jada Empire because it's actually really fun now that I've turned the combat down to easy and the game feels like it's balanced right now. Um, which is to say, I'm a kung fu master and everyone dies to my fists, which is how I think kung fu games should be balanced. So, Yeah, I have to play that game on easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's making it much more enjoyable for me. I don't know. Um, and then in addition to that, I started playing Metroid Prime 2 Echoes, which was also part of E3 2004. And I don't think that game is for me. Um, it's definitely a Metroid game, and I didn't expect that. I expected kind of a shooter with Metroid trappings, 
And instead, I got a shooter that's also really very much a Metroid game with lots of collection and exploration. And that just feels way too slow-paced for me right now. And I go from these fast-paced shooter sections to slow-paced exploration, and I don't really feel satisfied by either. And I can tell it's fantastically designed and made and that it's a good game. It's just... it's not it's not hitting it for me right now, so I don't think I'm gonna keep playing that one. Um, Which is I, a shame because honestly, it, it, it used to say Metroid Prime Two. I, I didn't mishear that, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the best in the Prime series. It is okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm gonna give it another night to see if it grows on me. I just uh, for some reason I'm just I feel like I'm slogging through it and 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 forcing myself to try and get through it rather than enjoying it. And I mean that's I, I shouldn't play a game if I'm not having fun. But yeah, I don't know. I got to figure that out. But I can tell it's really good. So that's that's the other part that bugs me. It's like, man, if you wanted to do Metroid Exploration and then turn around and shoot enemies with a controller, you know, you'd really enjoy that. And maybe I'd like it more if it was keyboard and mouse controls or something. Maybe that's something that's getting me. But I don't know. It's uh, it's very uh, very slow-paced when you're not shooting. And then it's just weird. Oh, I also hate the bosses. Because the bosses all feel, the ones I fought so far, feel like I'm just spinning around in circles waiting for the weak point to eventually show itself, and then I can hit it. Otherwise, if I try and do anything fancy, the boss just kills me. I mean, I don't know. I'm probably just doing it wrong, but it it doesn't feel like the boss fights are... To be uh, honest, there's not a lot. There's not a lot different in the, uh, for the most part, in the boss fights in the Metroid Prime series, and yeah. say something like Super Metroid. It is really just the 2D experience translated into 3D. Okay, because like, which kind of means there is a lot of just dodging around, waiting for weak spots. Hmm. Although, that said, uh, there is certainly a case of using some of the more interesting tools against certain bosses. Um, It'll become apparent if you decide to continue with the game. Well, I guess. yeah, because right now I don't have any interesting tools. So <laughs> yeah, things like the multi things like the multi missile launcher and one of the bosses. Oh, okay. Hmm. So yeah, because I've been watching these speedruns of Metroid bosses and they're taking them down in seconds, and I know that yeah, this is different. Uh, yeah, yeah, it should be bear in mind that the Metroid Prime Two speedrun involves using a rather oh, uh, cool. interesting glitch right at the start of uh-huh. the game that prevents you from losing your equipment. <laughs> Um, yeah, I did see that. I, I was referring to the 2D Metroid game. So when you say it's oh, okay. 2D translated to 3D, I'm like, no, nah, you have more options in 2D, I feel like, than some of these, like the bomb bo- guardian boss specifically, where it's just this guy that spins around in a circle and keeps his head trained on you, and his weak point is his back. So in order to fight his back quickly, you have to run towards him, but he's releasing bombs, so you can't get next to him. So it's, it just felt like, I don't know, it felt weird to me. Eh. Um, I'm probably just not getting it. Uh, I have to figure it out. So that that's me. Um, Alex, what have you been playing? Um, at the moment, I've been playing my latest review game, which is Inazuma 11 Go. Go! Yep. Stand up, stand up, if you like football. Okay, so have you been yeah, yeah, standing series up? series of the best theme songs ever. Are they still... It's not still that song at that point, right? Oh, no, they, they change it for all the, all the games, but they are all They're all equally, equally st- terrible. <laughs> they're not terrible, they're awesome. <laughs> they're terribly epic. Terribly epic? Yeah, that, that they are awesome, too, because of how cheesy they are. <laughs> <laughs> so... Inazuma 11 Go would be what the fourth game in the series? It's the fourth game, yeah. It's sort of it's the start of a new trilogy, so it's set ten years after Inazuma 11 Three. So, like the original characters are coaches now, or or they're pro players, or well, do they not even show up? No, they're a mixture. There's 
a load of the old characters sort of make appearances. That's okay. the, the thing. So, but it's nice to have a new sort of cast of players. It's also the first one actually programmed from the for the 3DS from the start. So all the other games were originally DS games and either <coughs> released on DS here or sort of a sort of 3DS re-release, which didn't have many improvements. So that's good because it's got a massive graphical upgrade. Ooh, sounds yeah. shiny. It does sound it is shiny. shiny. Yeah, it's uh, lots of fun. Sort of, it's all still got all the standard Inazuma gameplay. So all that's pretty intact. They've got a few new things which they did in the last game. So they sort of revamp a couple of features. But yeah, still lots of fun. The only annoying thing is the one of the random. Well, they don't actually have random battles anymore. You sort of you actually have to initiate them by talking to people, which is good because they kept getting annoying. But one of them requires you to keep the ball, and that's really hard. Oh. The other thing they've done is sort of revamped the recruiting a bit, which makes it slightly more awkward. Sort of, so you have to sort of go through a few more loops to actually get players, except apparently for bloody goalkeepers, which I seem to have a ton of now. <laughs> <laughs> bloody There's only one place to put them. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> Yeah, so, so that's what I've that's what I've mostly been playing. But so sort of. I just picked up Inazuma Eleven One on the 3DS because it was on sale. Uh, yes, you have the American localization. Oh, did they change the localization? No, I think they yeah, redid the localization. I think, as I understand it, you don't even get the uh, fancy theme song. You get it in Japanese. Yeah, we don't get the. I cool thought it stuff. was in Japanese no. partially. Oh, no. Hmm. I think I think the um, English ones are actually just translated versions of the. Well, our our Japanese English ones, but... import version was pinched, so I and see how I did that. It was I used the English way of saying stolen. So yeah, see, I'm, I'm... you said nicked. nicked. Nicked is more common. It was nicked. Yeah. It was nicked. Yeah. Okay, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. So yeah, I had to pick it up on a on the uh, on the sale because I was like, well, this is the cheapest way to replace that. But it sounds like I've got a potentially inferior version. Though it is uh, updated for the 3DS, which probably helps. Yeah, well, I couldn't say how. I think Omega like the um, American localization, so mm, all right, you well, could be safe. <laughs> I hope I hope it's a good localization. Otherwise, it's gonna stink. Um, I do like. Uh, I have watched some of the episodes of the anime, and I kind of like that. So I may play the game a little bit and then just watch the anime instead, because you know. Oh, why not? Yeah, I haven't watched it anyway, but the story, I think the storyline's the same, and it's just awesomely ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> Which is, it's carried over in the Zoom and Go as well. <laughs> I, th- I think, Things I think that the, should not happen with soccer, or yeah. football, or whatever we're calling I it. I think in the Zoom 11 Go 2 gets the most ridiculous, because I think that introduces time travel. <laughs> okay, why not? <laughs> hmm... So I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> can imagine. All right. Uh, all right. Yeah. John, what have you been playing? Um, let's see. Um, I, Alex, have you also playing Final Fantasy XIV? I have been playing Final Fantasy XIV. I have also I'm, been playing Final Fantasy XIV. Yes. I've almost actually got up to level 50. Shocking. I know. Well, considering I started when the game, when A Realm Reborn actually released, I have taken my time getting there. Hey, you're ahead of me. And I started then. Actually, I, I started. Hey, it. remember I started when the game first came out. 
the first time. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't continue your legacy character, did you? Yes, I did. Oh, did you? Oh, yes. Christ. <laughs> okay, I feel a bit better now. Yeah, you should feel better. <laughs> yeah. I did, I, I did manage to do all in Vale at the first attempt with, uh, I think I was with Balance from the RP Game of Horns. And we both, we had some fun going through that. But oh, yeah, yeah. Orm Vale, that's fun. It, it was actually quite fun, but I think that was mostly because we had a really good tank. We only, actually, it, I only, actually, I only died once on one of the bosses, which I was quite pleased with. <laughs> was it a Link Shell tank? Oh, sorry, Link Shell. Was it a free company tank? No. Oh, okay. It was uh, it was a random, but I think it was a random that had done it about twelve times in that same day for some reason. <laughs> for some mad reason. That's crazy. Yes. Uh, well, the major thing I did in fourteen this week was uh, I've I've obviously been busy with uh, moving house. Um, Still. But I did spare some... Sorry. Still. You've been moving house. Me... I mean, your your house could be next to my house by now. With how long you've been moving it? Well, I say I had to. I had to go back and um, basically finish moving some of the stuff that I'd left, and I had to clear the two rooms that David and I occupied. Okay. Um, sort of fully. Um, but I did finish the uh, Gilgamesh fight in Final Fantasy XIV, which is extremely funny. Which also ends the uh, the two point two uh, section of the Hildebrandt quest chain. Um, in preparation for the upcoming patch 2.3 stuff, which does kind of look awesome. Because uh, if you haven't seen any of the trailers for it, the patch 2.3 will include stuff like uh, a fight against Rama, uh, some additional story stuff. I can't remember what else. Go and, uh, there's a trailer somewhere. Go watch it. Okay, then. Can you remember anything, Alex? Well, uh, it's got um, personal rooms in the free company housing, I think. Oh, yeah, that's true. There's the other thing, and I think it's Chocobo raising. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Hunts, I think, comes in as well. Oh, yeah, uh, Final Fantasy XII-esque mark hunting. Yeah. Is there a date for that? Because I can't remember. Uh, I don't think there's a concrete date for it. I think it's beginning of next month sometime, like two weeks away okay. or so. Uh, cool. I don't know exactly, so... Um, uh, I'd say the other stuff I've been playing uh, I've been playing more Crusader Kings 2 um, I've been mostly trying to work my way through the Byzantine Empire in an attempt to uh, reunite the Roman Empire which is what? well it's possible um, it, with one of the first like smaller pieces of DLC that Paradox released it's Parad- was it Paradox? Yeah, yeah it's Paradox, Paradox released yeah Paradox release was um, it's possible for Byzantine Empire rulers who control enough uh, territory between um, Constantinople, uh, Constantinople, the area surrounding Jerusalem, Alexandria, uh, and the, the lands between Constantinople and Rome in Italy. Uh, if you control all of that, it's possible to effectively reform the Roman Empire. Uh, and also heal the um, great schism that split uh, Catholic and Orthodox Christianity. What apart. game is this? Crusader Kings Two. Oh, yeah. Paradox. All right, all right. That says enough. Um, <laughs> so most of the the first struggle was uh, since I didn't want to start as the emperor of the, um, the Byzantine Empire. Um, the first part of that particular thing was getting to the position of emperor. And now, now comes the war bit. Well, more war. 
There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of infidels between Constantinople <laughs> and uh, Alexandria. Okay. Hey, that's what it. That's what the game says. There's a lot of infidels here. Um, and also, um, I've been playing a little bit. I, I did. I was going to pick it up during the Steam sale. I know the the next version of it's coming out fairly soon, but um, I thought I didn't have the 2014 version of the Magic Jewels of the Planeswalker thing. And then when I actually tried to buy it during this sale period, it turned out I'd bought it about six months ago and then <laughs> never played it. Whoops. Um, but that was mostly just a part of because when I moved house, it meant that I dug all my old magic cards out out of the uh, out of the hole that I put them in. Um, so generally, I've spent <laughs> you really a you bit... you, dug, you buried them in a hole. No, it was just buried deep in my bedroom somewhere. Um, oh, that's not since, as exciting. Um, ever since magic fell out of favor with my local playgroup, meant that I hadn't actually really played it that much. Um, so I've mostly just spent a little bit of time recently getting back into it. Um, and what I found out is that Magic 2015, the next core set, is out in like two weeks. Um, and the next core set, interestingly, um, includes um, cards designed by um, several RPG creators and other members of the games industry. Yeah. Um, I, I, I say I something that I didn't know. So it includes um, uh, Shield of the Avatar, is designed by Richard Garriott. Um uh, Rob Pardo, uh, lead chief creative officer of Blizzard, um, created created a card. Uh, Isaiah Cartwright, the lead game designer of Guild War Two, has created a card. Um, Stone Lebronde, lead designer of Diablo Three. Um, Brian Fargo, founder of Interplay. Mike Newman, the creative director of Borderlands. Uh, Ed, uh, Edmund McMillan, the guy who made Super Meat Boy: Binding of Isaac, and also Marcus Pearson, the guy who created Minecraft. Uh, who has, funnily enough, created a card called Aggressive Mining. Of course he has. Um, also, Penny Arcade have created one. You talk about well. a guy who spent $46,000 on an Aphex Twin unreleased album. Yeah, pretty much. He's, and what's he's, the, he's got a lot of money. It's Aggressive Mining. It's right in the land section somewhere. So, this explains what he does to get his money. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, there we are. Aggressive mining, don't, enchantment, don't, can't play land, sacrifice land, draw two cards. Don't uh, shy off of 2014. It's a good game. There's a lot of fun decks to play with. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was actually quite surprised that um, 2014 includes decks as far back as... Uh, there's a, I think it's a, a white-red samurai deck from as far back as Kamigawa Block, hmm. which is like something like six or seven years old now. I, I um, don't know. I just knew that all the decks were interesting. And I like yeah, there's also um, uh, there's a white, blue, green deck uh, based on the Exalted mechanic, which was from the set that I first started playing Magic in Conflux about five years ago. I like the um, there's a deck in there where you summon these. Basically, it's about getting tons of mana and then summoning these crazy ass creatures that effectively eat your opponent's creatures and cards, and it's just delightful. Oh, the Eldrazi stuff. Yeah. The colorless ones. Uh, I have four copies of the the big stompy in that set. The fifteen mana cost Emrakul, the Aeon's Torn. Mm. Um, that thing is a really nice card, particularly if you can cheat it into play using uh, anything that allows you to bypass its ridiculous mana cost. Yeah, 
And that there's and then it has, that's what that and then deck's it has about. Ability on it, which meant that means that any time you swing with it, bearing in mind it's a fifteen fifteen, <laughs> um, the person on the receiving end has to sacrifice six permanents, which is pretty nasty. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it is. It is like one of the biggest. It is one of the biggest hitty hitty sticks in the entire game. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah, it, it's it's a silly card. That's my have... favorite deck out of the thing. I mean, they're all good decks, but that that's like my favorite one because it's just yeah, like the, the so ridiculous. About, <laughs> yeah, I, um, basically, my interest was mostly just getting back in, not only getting back into just sort of familiarizing myself with the, the most recent set, which I actually wasn't that interested in. But now that I've read up on it, I'm actually a little bit more interested in it now. Mm-hmm. Um, just getting back, getting finding out what new mechanics there are, what new cards there are, checking back on some of the lore, that kind of thing. Because I do actually quite like some of the magic lore. Uh, can you keep track of it somehow? I mean, how do you even catch up on magic lore? Uh, well, actually, the easiest way I've done is going to MTG Salvation and checking their wiki, their version of Wikipedia, because it's got articles on a bunch of the important characters. Uh, the magic. I know the main magic website also did a ran like a an article on the current status of the like big named characters in the magic lore at the moment. So I remember when most of the magic lore was told in books, and now it's mm, like... and some of it some of it still is, but um, uh, quite a bit of it now bleeds through into the set, which is the reason why, for example, the current version of Ajani that's coming out in okay. uh, the 2015 set is. Uh, is wearing a specific cloak because the owner of that cloak, who is another planeswalker who's appeared in other sets, is dead. Okay. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it's just yeah, just getting back into the swing of things. And yeah, yeah. I'll probably play some more Magic 2014 as well. And uh, I think Magic 2015 is coming out very soon. I hope so, because I want to play that. Well, I think they're planning on doing a fairly simultaneous release with the core set itself, because apparently the two, there's some, again, there's some tying together between the two. And the uh, 2015 pre-release event is uh, the weekend of July 12th. Um, And I think that's like a week before the set comes out. So I think we'll be seeing, seeing Magic 2015 on Steam sort of towards the end of July. Okay. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, let's see. That wraps up what we've been playing. Uh, what's next on our thing? Oh, hey, we should talk about the question of the week. Does anyone have a question of the week? No. Okay. Um, did I forget to call somebody today? I gotta see. Uh, no. Hey, no, there's only four of us today. <laughs> I just gotta be sure, otherwise. People get mad if I forget them. Cause well, you do usually yeah. miss me when there's more people. I don't I, Well, we do miss you. We always miss you when you're not around, Alex. <laughs> See? I turned that around. Ha-ha. Nice dodge. Yeah. yeah. Good work. <laughs> All right. So the question of the week was... Well, we had a question of the week, so let's just get in the feedback and deal with it. Um, <laughs> whether or not JRPGs are dead, and nobody really answered it, because instead we got a lot of bunch of... A feedback and well wishes and I'm sorry's and sympathy notes about uh, the stuff that was stolen during our break-in. So I wanted to say thank you for all those messages. They are all appreciated. Um, and and it really helps um, when people are thinking about you. So uh, we an update on the robbery situation. Uh, still no progress on the case. Um, we were able to identify a couple more items that had serial numbers on them, so maybe that'll help lead to a break eventually. And we've finished our insurance claim. We have no idea whether or not it's going to be approved, uh, so 
we're at the point now where we're waiting for the insurance company to do something. And that's nice to not feel like you have a a school project that you need to work on every night um, because that's how it's felt for the past week. So and Anna can attest to that, too, because she's been doing it during the day as well. Happy to be done with that, Anna? Yeah. Yeah. June itself is a very busy month for me. Yeah, you've actually got like game work to do and stress over and I'm busy at work and oh, we just didn't need that. So let's move on to the question of the week. Uh, we had one person who really dressed it in our forums and they say the following. JRPGs defined here as turn-based RPGs in the aesthetic style of JRPGs, regardless of their country or of origin, are not dead and will never completely die. The AAA big-budget con- traditional console JRPG is almost gone, but JRPGs thrive as indie games, cell phone games, 3DS-slash-Vita games, and games made by your neighbor with RPG Maker. I, I wonder if our neighbors are making any RPG Maker games, because that would be kind of awesome. No, no, okay. I'd also like to point out that the point-and-click adventure genre has been declared dead over and over, especially in video game books, articles, media, ever since the 90s when they faded from the limelight. Does that mean new ones don't exist anymore? No. Telltale Games has made more of them than I've been able to, to play. Backhog, ahoy! Let alone the slew of indie games who created memorable point-and-click adventures. I'll give a shout-out here to Without Escape, an indie point-and-click that is more chilling than any number of big-name horror games. Um, and yeah, I think uh, nobody would argue now that the adventure game genre is back, alive, well, and probably going to keep going for, for another few years here at the minimum. Yeah, there's quite a few developers in Europe that are still still making them. Does that mean it, that uh, adventure games are undead now? Because they've risen from the dead? No? Okay. I don't know. Nintendo DS, 3DS handheld has also featured several... Uh, oh, adventure games, such as Trace Memory and Touch Detective 1 and 2. The Professor Layton series and Phoenix Wright series are essentially point-and-click adventures enriched with puzzles everywhere or courtroom simulation elements. Um, and then, P.S., I'm not calling your phone number because it's not toll-free, and I just spent $50 pre-ordering Persona Q. Why is this game $50? I understand why the Fancy Collector's Edition is $80, but why- this is just a standard edition 3DS cart. Is there some justification here, or is Atlas gouging me? The thread then devolved to talking about whether or not $50 was too much, too little, or just right for 3DS we should, RPGs. We should probably talk about Persona Q being $50. Yeah, so I'm going to ask you about it, Anna. <laughs> first think- off, first off, that letter, uh, that post was from Victor. Thank you, Victor. Go ahead, Anna. So I think too much is, I think $50 is too much. I think I'm going to spend it anyways. <laughs> if we spend it anyways, Anna, you had me pre-order the special edition. Yes. So you have no right to complain. Right. And I mean, I, here is the dilemma that I run into. I am more than willing to pay $50 for Persona Q. I am interested in the game. I feel pretty like 99% assured that it is a game that I'm going to enjoy and like. I also realize that, yes, I think it's uh, a Persona tax, and I'm not really jumping up and down at that idea. But I also think that it's a give and take. If we're willing to spend an extra $10 on Persona, if that means that Atlas is willing to put out something else that is riskier, like Citizens of Earth, like some of the other indie stuff that they've done, like an obscure JRPG that no one's ever heard of but requires a bunch of money to license... We don't know what their, what their licensing within Sega is going to look like. I mean, there are parent companies that charge their U.S. branches 
to localize their games. So, for example, if there's a bunch of Sega RPGs that we want, and the only way for Atlas to localize them is to spend a little, is to charge a little more for the games that they know people will spend more money on, then okay. I'm not jumping up and down at the idea, but I'll, I'll spend the money. But I mean, the nice thing is, is that Atlas has unbelievably a huge number of sales. They basically have something on sale like every month. So if you don't want to pay $50 for it, don't. Because it is going to go on sale. This is true. So, but it should, I don't know, it still feels weird that they'd start off 50 bucks. It feels like they're kind of taking advantage of people. Or they're just trying to give you the Japanese experience by having portable games cost a lot of money when they come out, especially when they're RPGs, because that is how it works over in Japan. John, you know anything about paying a lot for Japanese RPGs on portable devices? Yeah, I know quite a lot about that. <laughs> Fifty dollars for a uh, for a JRPG here doesn't seem that uh, that that's uh, pretty normal there, huh? Well, yeah, that's, that's thirty. That's thirty quid, and that's pretty much exactly what all new 3DS games cost here. Oh, that this is just what 3DS games cost in in England. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so we're we're not paying Japanese prices; we're paying English prices. Yep. Uh, I will say that that price does include our VAT, while the US price generally doesn't. So oh, there's right, some slight yeah. leeway there. Maybe yeah. Maybe the actual, the is... actual cost of the game is actually probably a number of dollars left uh, less because what's VAT at at the moment? I can barely remember. Twenty to twenty percent or something. Twenty uh, percent. Yep. Yeah. So here it's forty nine ninety nine. Then you have to add on tax um, since Amazon charges tax in most places now, and um, let's see. Maybe Atlas is putting a portion of that order to uh, reducing the national debt. That would be nice. No? <laughs> oh, dear. You do get part two of the t- personal tarot card collection if you pre-order the game for $50. <laughs> uh, it'll be out November 25th. You can go vote with your dollars now or write in and let us know what you think. Because um, <laughs> we didn't get enough of that in the last thread. <laughs> Uh, we have some phone calls, so let's go into the phone calls. Let's see what we got. Thank you, everybody, for calling in, and uh, I'll tell you how you can call in after this. Um, and I need to figure out how to make the audio go. Hold on. Hi, this is Pig Um You said in the latest um, RPG cast uh, about is the JRPG dead? Um, if it is changing and sort of evolving and I think that especially the Western fandom because you know as fans of JRPGs for those of us who are we like them to be classic yes still with kind of you know modern takes but there's certain things that we was on the other hand are like any developers try things that are different if you take also into account the fact that, you know, with the bigger consoles that, you know, pe- you know, gamers want to sit down in front of their main console. Um, developers want to develop for something that's not going to, like, break the budget and spend five hours, uh, five years of dev time. And, you know, it seems that the market and the development and sort of more towards either being made for portables or being made by Western Indie developers. So, 
I don't think the JRPG is dead, but I think it is dying in the format that hardcore JRPGs would like it to be, and in a way, waiting for the rest of them to catch up. Um, that's my thoughts. Anyway, what do you guys think? Well, I think that's a pretty accurate statement, actually. <laughs> it seems yeah, like... that sounded reasonable. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the evidence seems to suggest that this is the case, unless these big-budget JRPGs are just in development for the next round of consoles, and we'll see them in a year or two. But uh, what do you think? Well, it, big budget is a bit of a weird one to define, because I think the JRPGs... A big budget JRPG is a lot less than a big budget of another type. Well, and I mean, so. here is the thing: is I also want to qualify that a big budget RPG is probably bigger than people think. Bear in mind that a mid-tier game, which is something like a licensed title, like I don't know, the How to Call, How to Train Your Dragon Two, that's a three to five million dollar development. Three thirty-five or three two five. Three two five. Okay. Yeah. Large isn't unusual to be 10 to 25. Really big would be like more than 50. Yeah, like a Battlefield or a Call of Duty. Yes. <laughs> hmm. All right. Um, let's see. Let's do our next voicemail, just in case it's on the same subject here. And whoever's typing, stop it. Is that John? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> hey there, RPG Cast. This is, uh, this is Master Chief coming at you from Miami. I gotta say, E3, I really had a lot of trouble getting hyped for this year. I was, I was alarmed that everything was 2015, 2015, 2015. It's really making me wonder, and... I thought I'd ask the question, do you guys think that if the trend of everything leaving holiday and going into the following year continues, that should this show perhaps be held later? Because it, it, seems, like, it seems like there really wasn't anything that we could really get hyped for because everything just seems so far away. All right, have a good day, and uh, hope, to hear you, hope to hear your response. Bye. So what do you think? Uh, no hype because of uh, 2015 release dates? No, my hype was I just wasn't generally that interested in many of the console releases because I don't have a current generation console. And most of the stuff that I'm most interested in is probably going to turn up at Tokyo Game Show, probably. Yeah, that's true. Um well, and, well, I mean, the, 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 there were two things I think that came out of E3 that made me sort of vaguely sort of rise above sort of general indifference. Uh, one was some information about what's coming f in the future for Final Fantasy XIV, which they'll probably end up expanding on during uh, Tokyo Game Show anyway. And um, the fact that the Wii U lineup seemed surprisingly good this year. Not enough to actually like kind of sprint out and buy one, but at the very least to possibly it does look consider good. it. No, I, it does look good. I'm, I'm, 
It's cool it's, to be a wee uh, well, it's gone, yeah. it, It's gone to the point where, um, at the very least, it kind of fulfills my general requirement that these days that a console should have a number of games that I'm very interested in before I go out and splash money on them. And oh, in this what case... What a reasonably this, and fiscal sound uh, strategy to have. I mean, stuff like um, Bayonetta 2, uh, Smash Brothers Wii U, um, the new Star Fox that they're promising, heck, the new Zelda... I'm not giving more details I'm, on that Star Fox. I'm not that exactly, ain't coming out this year. Yeah, Neither I'm not Zelda. exactly hyped for anything here. I'm just saying, hyped. huh, this is interesting. Ah, you're hyped for hyped. Zelda. How can you not be hyped for Zelda? I've never been you hyped for You can go to the Zelda mountain game. in the distance. <laughs> what oh, more do you need oh. to know? <laughs> Crying out loud, I could do that in Skyrim, and I didn't like Skyrim. Oh. Yeah. I might have bought a Wii U two weeks ago. Oh, might have. <laughs> Alex. Yeah. Might have. Oh. I want to play Mario Kart with everyone. Uh huh. Well, that's a good idea, actually. Can we play Mario yeah, that, Kart, that, that, or is it that was fun. Oh. <laughs> Wait, who's everyone? When were, was there a staff thread I missed? What's going on? I've uh, told there's, you about there's it one, twice. Oh. Yeah, there's one general with uh, Nick's and a couple others. Shoot. Why aren't we playing Mario Kart, Anna? <laughs> I don't know. I keep asking you that. Oh, I'm missing <laughs> Mario Karts. Darn it. Uh, bye everybody I'm gonna we'll, we'll have right another now. session soon <laughs> alright as long as there's another session um, I need I need to play Mario Kart and I need to uh, I don't know I was trying to transition to something I've lost it completely now I need to get st- ah I need to tell you all the news so here's the news for the week everybody you ready beep, 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 beep. Yeah, and I'm sorry if this show goes fast Anna's got broken iOS devices and we've got an Apple appointment we gotta make to to get them fixed. But uh, yeah, so let's jump into the news. And then I'm going to tell you about Blackguards 2. Alex, you've been waiting for this, right? Um, no, not really. I didn't. <laughs> I tried to play Blackguards. I couldn't do it. I just, I, I tried multiple times. I'm like, this game just doesn't feel right. Um, so I gave up on it. But they've announced that there's a sequel coming. <laughs> Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. It just it didn't feel finished. <laughs> that was my issue. Like this game isn't done, and I don't feel like wasting my time in an unfinished oh, game. Um, just as I didn't get to the end because that feels especially unfinished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get to the end. I it 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 gave it did, did me too many wrongs. I was like, this isn't fun, was, and it's broken. Yeah. I was surprised that they came out with this announcement so quickly. though. I didn't expect. Maybe this one will actually be finished. I was expecting a sequel, but not so quickly. (laughs) So Blackguards 2 is coming early 2015, um, and that's all we know. They're coming out with it. It's probably got hexagons. (laughs) It's probably got a hexagon (laughs) system. Yes, good good point. Uh, Atlas, uh, in addition to charging us $50 for games, they made an announcement this week. They did a teaser that it is... uh, What is this? A gigantic tree, which it's a is tree. definitely not something about broccoli. I don't know what's going on. Did they have a picture of broccoli up on the site or something? It's not broccoli. It's not broccoli. Okay. Well, yeah, I can't remember the exact. Oh, thing, it's, but it's, it's title of the page is "This is not broccoli." Okay. Uh, if you go to the top, uh, it has the phrase "2DX," and so people are speculating that it is either a remake of Etrian Odyssey Two. Oh, wait, I guess that's all people are speculating, huh? Yeah, because it's a... Oh, yeah, it looks like a big old Yggdrasil tree, doesn't it? And it's got the Etrian Odyssey um, 
art style for the UI elements. So if you go to the top, all the way to the top, oh, multiple stratas. Yeah, so it's like you're traveling up a big old tree. Yeah, lots of tree. Wow, that last one just really keeps going. Hold on. Even more tree. There's even more tree. Uh, There's a little bubble that. I think it took me about a minute to get. Yeah, three thirty three hundred meters. Yeah. By the way, folks, I'm sorry, but if this tree existed, I don't think it would have a dungeon travelable strata like that's portrayed in the games. I don't think it would work like that. But anyway, continuing. Come on. Okay, we're at 5,000 meters. 6,200, 64, 6,500, 66, 666, 6 meters. Uh, just a few more. Just a 77. Man, this is a tall tree. Oh, a D just spawned. Okay, so there's going to be a 2 and a D and an X on the screen, and I'm not going to learn anything. Okay, so yeah, Etrian Odyssey, something or other, probably, maybe. Come on. Come on. I'm out of tree. So 10,000 meters. There's X. They're range 2DX. Coming soon. Okay. <laughs> that was totally worth it, wasn't it? It was totally not <laughs> worth it. So that's what Atlas is teasing. Um, that's really worthless, isn't it? All right. So maybe a new Etrian Odyssey. Um, the World Ends With You is now out on Android. Anna wants me to buy an Android device so she has an excuse to play it again. No, nah, I'm good. No, you're good? Okay. All right. And we have... Oh, a new Gust RPG. Let's see. I'm sorry, I'm distracted. The World Cup now has a parody of Airplane on it. Interesting. And apparently it's a Wisconsin commercial. What's going on with that? Tecmo Koi has announced uh, R... What? How do I say this? R no sir... R no sir gay. R no surge. R no surge. A R space N O S U R G E. This is like R Tanelico, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. R yeah, no surgico. Ode to an unborn star. Uh, it's coming out in Europe in twenty on the twenty sixth of September for the PS three. What? And it's also coming to the U S. But we have no dates. And there's a Vita version as well. R no surge plus that was announced for Japan. But obviously, if we're just being talked told about the uh, PS three version, the the plus version won't be coming out soon. And let's see, how's this work? If two pairs of characters the game focuses on, D- Delta and Casty, which I'm, I don't know what's up with that. And you get to switch between the pairs bet- before their storylines eventually combine, like many tropes have done in the past, or many other games have used that trope before, blah, 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 blah. There's artwork. It's a Japanese game. It's a Gust game. So, yeah, does this battle system look like the Art of Nelco games or something? It looks like it's got some similarities. Uh-huh. I haven't seen it in motion, so I don't know exactly how it. I mean, we got works, a screenshot but... here of a guy attacking some steampunky enemy robot things, and they're steampunk because they have golden gears. That's really how you tell if something is steampunk, right? Sure. Yeah. It's, I think it's got a similar sort of sci-fi feel to Artanelico. So. Okay. Yeah. So Arnosergi. Arnosergi. How would they be? How would they say it in Japan? Because it is not going to be R no surge. I, don't, I just don't. Okay. Uh, they might have done if it was. In English. Where's John? John would tell us about this. John, wait, sorry, I was muted. Yeah, I noticed. I keep doing that. Uh, R no surge. R no surge. 
Arnosurge. Arnosurge. How would they say it? I wouldn't be able to tell you without saying the katakana. Yeah, all right, fine. Sacred yeah, three. It is... might not even have katakana. It might just be an English title. <laughs> Quite right. possible. Well, sort of English letters. Arnosurge. I can't say it. I have a bad Japanese accent. Sacred Three has a trailer out. Um, I don't know why we care about a trailer, but there's a trailer. You can go look at it and look at Sacred Three stuff, um, which has like a goblin in the trailer who's doing things and getting killed or whatever. Yeah, and, generic CG trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Sacred Three. If you want more Diablo-like games, here comes another one. Good for you. Okay. So Sacred Three is it doing its thing. Borderlands 2's got a patch on Vita because it fixes a lot of things apparently and um, f- makes some changes to the gyroscopic controls allowing you to independently invert them. I don't know if that's a big deal. I haven't played it on Vita so I couldn't tell you. Uh, yeah, I know Mac Ascar, or, uh, Mac Storm. Yeah. yeah, he'll have a review for that I think probably Monday. Oh good, good. So you can read about that in a couple days. Yeah. Uh, the Banner Saga is coming to tablets. This is good news. Banner Saga is a great game. I played it, finished it. Well, the first episode, that's all that's out so far. Uh, it was fantastic. It's coming out to iOS and Android in the summer. Um, and Manny misspelled the word Android in his article. Bad Manny. Um, and let's see. No, that's all it is. So it's coming. I, I don't know how much it'll cost, but I highly recommend it because it's a very good game. Um, Pure Solar HD has a trailer. You can go check that out on our site right now. That's the... Uh, that's a fan game that was made as a Genesis cart, right? And now it's coming out to Wii U yep. in an HD form, except it doesn't look very HD to me from what I'm seeing here, but I guess it is. Oh, the yeah. The stands for higher. Higher <laughs> def. <laughs> is that true? Because if so, that's awesome. Well, I hope so. <laughs> Just higher def. <laughs> so you can go check out the Pure Solar stuff, figure out if you want to get in on that on the Wii U. Guild Wars 2 uh, announced that their Season 2 is going to start uh, on July 1st. Um, and that uh, Season 2 of all their story and stuff. So they'll ho- start a whole new story um, sequence, I guess. And you can go uh, check that out. We got a trailer talking about that. Um, let's see. We have reviews up. Zach Wellhouse has um, <laughs> given a review titled Always Sometimes Okay for the game Always Sometimes Monsters. So you can go see what he thinks about that game. Uh, in addition, we've got one up for Grincia, which is... I don't know anything about Grincia. Is that an indie game? No, it's uh, a no, Chemco. It's Chemco. Oh, so it's, we need to wait for uh, Natsume Chemco. to port it to the Vita and make it better. Um, uh, <laughs> that's what they do. No? No, you don't like those ports? All right. Well, whatever. Mm. <laughs> well, I, th- I think this one's a... This one can't be saved? First place, it's a yeah. buggy mess. <laughs> Anna, are you sure you should say anything? Why? I can completely say that the 3DS version is a buggy mess. Okay. Everybody that I have talked to... Oh, this is on 3DS? Is, ...has said yeah. it's a buggy mess. Well, who yeah. ports it to 3DS? Nicholas. Uh, really? Yeah. The La Mulana people. Right? Or they publish yeah. La Mulana. I guess that's not the same thing. Okay. So I guess Nicholas Isn't that what Ty- who Tyrone works for? I think so. Hmm. What's he doing? He's got to get on top of that. Come on, Tyrone. You should do better than that. Um, let's see. 
Uh, World of Warcraft. Uh, Tyrone is a PR guy we know. Sorry for people at home who have no idea what I'm talking about when I say Tyrone. We also had a really interesting discussion about lot check and what lot check is. We Where? On the forums. Oh. About Grisnia. Because people were like, how come this got through Nintendo Q&A? It's like, yeah, lot check isn't QA. Yeah, Nintendo does not QA your game. Nintendo makes sure some basic things work, right? And that terminology is used correctly. Okay. Yeah. So if you want actual QA, Nintendo may offer full QA services. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, it's they farm it out. But yeah, I got to imagine that. Yeah. Anyway, World of Warcraft. This Anna, your dude, your dude is leveling in World of Warcraft without picking a faction. The unaligned panda has made it. He hit level ninety. Yep. So that took a long time, Um, and he's going to level to a hundred without picking a faction as well. But he can't leave the island, can he? Nope. (laughs) So (laughs) he just (laughs) mines and picks herbs to get experience. Good job. And I guess he was surrounded by people while he was finishing up that were just cheering him on. Come on, you can do this. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. and he did a raid so that everybody picking herbs could get him experience. Oh, that's awesome. I that's think, great. anyways. That would explain why he's in a raid. Okay. <laughs> that's smart. That's smart, smart, smart. Diablo 3's auction houses are finally, truly, totally shut down. So if you didn't claim items, they're gone. Oops. Is that you, Anna? Probably. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Like the oh, auction the house is like actually gone, like to the point where you can't claim your finished items anymore. Because ah. you already couldn't do new listings, but like you could go in and claim your items um, that had been finished or refunded or sent back. But now you can't. Um Let's see, so that's done. Microsoft says it isn't going to shut down games for Windows Live. What? Didn't they already shut it down? I know! <laughs> so this is in here in case it affects your games. So this started last August when an Age of Empires online support page said that games for Windows Live would be discontinued on July 1st, 2014. That post was quickly removed. Microsoft didn't comment on it afterwards. So now we are like a year later, almost to the date where that was going to be. Multiple developers and and games have changed their things so they no longer use Game for Windows Live for their for their infrastructure or, or you know internet services and stuff. And now we're being told by Microsoft, no, we're not going to shut that down. And so games built to use Game for Windows Live, uh, you just can't do new purchases. The store is shut down, but you'll still be able to download and play your games um, just fine on the Game for Windows Live. So is this a reversal? Did Microsoft finally make a decision and it took them a year to do so? I don't know. But uh, that's where they're at. And maybe maybe this is because the new person's in charge of Xbox and he's like, let's clean this up and, and fix this and see if we can start doing more PC stuff in the future. That's what some people are hoping because um, it would be nice if Microsoft would kind of pump up PC gaming. It's always good to have additional support on that front. Um, but yeah, I guess Game for Windows Live still going. You you happy about that, John? Do um, you not care? I, nah, I don't really care that you much. don't really care. I do because then it means I can play my Halo 2 uh, game that I have to for my 2004 thread thing. Um, let's see. Oh, Warlords of Draenor. 
I should have said this earlier when we're covering uh, the other WoW thing. Warlords of Draenor invites for the beta have started rolling out um, as of yesterday. So you can go check your email to see if you are opted into the... Well, if you've been opted in, which you have to do on battle.net. You can go check your email, see if you were invited into beta, and then you can check out, I guess, the starting zones of or whatever they're going to show off of Warlords of Draenor. Um, I guess it wouldn't be a starting zone, would it? I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, it'll send you through the dark portal and allow you to establish oh garrisons. So I guess you can work on making your garrison. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Blizzard also says the Hearthstone single player Curse of Naxxramas mode is coming out in July. About time. Yeah, that's a big deal for they Hearthstone. That last year. No, not that long ago. But nice try. <laughs> uh, Persona Four Golden. Uh, if you didn't know, that has an... An- well, okay. There's a Persona 4 anime, and now there's a Persona 4 The Golden animation, which I think is different. I'm not really sure. Um, I-, I think I remember there being two. Yeah. Persona 4 The Animation aired from 2011 to 2012. Then there was a film, Persona 4 The Animation, The Factor of Hope, that came out in 2012. And now there's Persona 4 The Golden Animation, which is based on the Vita game. <laughs> Which will be airing. I don't know how this is going to compare, but you'll be able to watch it on Aniplex Channel, Crunchyroll, Daisuke, or Hulu. What's Daisuke? I don't know that one. Uh, that's a new anime one. Hmm. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. Um, I still need to finish watching the original anime. Whenever what, I stop watching pers- it, I just get a desire to play the game instead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I wish someone could explain to me what the di- why they would go back and remake this already. Um. I'm not entirely sure what the golden animation is. Hmm. Pass. It's very confusing. Yeah. And explain to me why I would sign up for Daisuke instead of Crunchyroll. I'm getting a feeling the answer is you wouldn't. Um, So I'd like to know more about that. Okay. So that's, uh, that's, there you go. If you're into the Persona stuff, um, there's plenty more for you to take advantage of there. Um, Hironobu Sakaguchi is going to discuss his latest project at Japan Expo. That's coming up on July 2nd, so I want you to stay tuned to the news to see what Sakaguchi is doing. Uh, maybe we'll get some info on what Mistwalker is working on. Um, yeah, there, was, there was some news about them trademarking something. But I can't remember what it was exactly, and I don't think it was too interesting. <laughs> yeah, and, oh, Eric points out, regardless, uh, Nick Nikalis and uh, La Mulana and stuff. That's right. Nikalis canceled La Mulana on WiiWare or something, and then it was picked up by Playism. That's a good point. And then Tyrone is the CEO of Nikalis. That's right. He does PR for other companies. Um, most notably, he did a lot of like Final Fantasy online PR for a bit. And yeah, so, he used to be at Square, I thought. So that's when I say he's a, 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 a PR guy, that's because he's done PR for other companies. Um, but you're right, he's the CEO and founder of, of Nick Hollis. Thank you for keeping us honest there, Eric. Um, and uh, Oh, Google I.O. Did Google announce anything important at Google I.O.? Because I, I haven't stayed up with it, I don't know. Games. I didn't hear anything. Nobody, nobody knows. All right. So here, let me let me summarize this. There is a bunch of GPU focused technologies coming to Android to bring better graphics. So you know how iOS had a big announcement that iOS eight will have a bunch of GPU improvements. 
I guess this is how Google's going to deal with it for Android. So we'll be able to compare and see who's getting better graphics, I guess. That's kind of cool. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nerd for that sort of stuff. I like when people are fighting, like, who gets the better frame rates, even though it doesn't really matter, and it's more about who has a better game. I like seeing the battles for better frame rates and stuff. So I'm looking forward to all the tech de- demos between iOS 8 and the new Android and seeing who can get more GPU power out of it. Razer has announced a micro console um, powered by Android TV, and it will stream movies, music, and apps for large screen entertainment with an emphasis on gaming, according to Razer. So that's what you wanted. Yet another Android micro console, right? Like Ouya and the Android uh, and the Amazon Fire thing TV, yeah, no, nobody wanted yeah. that. Okay, well this no, one's from really. a- this one's from Razer. Yeah, didn't want the Razer gaming tablet either. <laughs> uh, it'll be out this fall, and no price has been set. Uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> and uh, that's it. So then, my last story for you will be Final Fantasy VIII on PC has gotten an update which has a bunch of cheats in it. So check this out. Square Enix has put a bunch of cheats that you can just turn on in the game, including high-speed mode, which lets you fast-forward through certain parts of the game, battle assistance, which keeps all party members' ATB and HP gauges full and makes special limit break attacks always available. Um, it's designed for grueling boss battles and high-level Ultima Omega weapon battle. Um, of course, if you take a hit higher than your total HP point, you will still die in that mode, so it's not invincibility. Um, there's a 9999 cheat, which makes all normal attacks, some limit breaks, and some guardian force attacks deal 9999 damage. There's AP Max, which lets guardian force summons max out their abilities, and then Magic and Guild Max, which gives you 100 of each acquired magic spell and the maximum limit of in-game guild currency, so you never have to farm. Woo! I did shake my head. Kind of sounds like the, the reason why you would probably turn those on is just if you very quickly wanted to cover the story again. Yeah, I, uh, that last one is like the one I would want, and maybe high speed mode. Um, yeah. yeah, that's I did nice. shake my head at some of the wording Square Enix used on their sort of official blog when they basically said this will help you with challenges. <laughs> is 8 so a very kind, challenging kind of game? It kind of defeats the purpose of the challenges there if you're cheating. There will be no challenge using these. <laughs> what challenge? <laughs> so you can go pick it up on Screen Enix's website or on Steam where it is on sale because the summer sale is going on. And oh my gosh, so many games I've bought this week on the summer sale. <sighs> it's, been, it's been a nice timing for the summer sale given our recent robbery because I've been able to say, okay, well, I don't have these other games. Now I can go pick up this on Steam and I might actually play it. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, and I've also gotten into city building games. Um, so I want... So I've decided... All right, so I'm really loving like um, this How to Train Your Dragons game on my iPad and the, the Sims Free Play on my iPad, but no one else will play it with me. And so I'm not getting the social boosts I need to uh, kind of advance. Well, you don't need it in Dragons, but you do need it in The Sims. So I'm not getting the social cooperative things I need to kind of really accelerate my gameplay. And I'm really tired of these city building games having like really fun things that I want to level up and play. And yet being totally designed around soaking you dry for in-app purchases. So what I want is a good city building game that I don't have in-app purchases in. So I've started this quest, um, and I've started on Steam looking for all this, the popular city-building games, and I'm trying to try them all and see if I can find a nice, addictive city-building game. And that brings me to you, John. Ugh. Is Anno 2070 like an awesome city-building game that I should get? 
it's not quite a city building game. Ah, oh, it's more of a strategy game, isn't it? Well, no, no, no. It's not really. A, it's not an RTS. It's definitely not that. The the, the combat in the game is fairly simplistic. The the, the thing about um, Anno twenty seventy is yes, you can build some pretty nice looking cities. I mean, sure, there's not a huge variety over the buildings you build. Um, but it's mostly about um, trading with – I mean this is all something you control, but it's mostly something about um, – you basically build like uh, – you have to supply your city. You don't just sort of have it there. You have to supply your city with um, uh, the things your citizens want. So um, like food, and drink and stuff like that. So you basically – so what I ended up doing – I think the last game I played of it was I did have like a big – one big city on a a central island. And then basically all of the other islands were devoted over to factories and stuff. Hmm. So you have to bear that in mind. There's quite a lot of sort of of, uh, resource management as it were. Uh, Is it it fun to manage those resources or is it a pain and gets in the way of the fun? I don't know. I, I found it kind of enjoyable. Okay, well, that's I, I'm okay if it's fun. Um, I mean, one of the problems in like the free-to-play city builders is there's you run out of things to do, and you're just waiting for cooldown timers to expire. So having something to do that makes my city better and happier, that would probably be a good thing. Um, so I don't know. I might still try that out. I'm waiting out to see if there's a Steam sale day where it goes uh, on discount, uh, more so than it already is, because... Anno twenty seventy is one of those games that always seems to get a day with a good um, discount. Ooh, scoop, scoop! If you're on, if you're, if you're listening to the show live, Baldur's Gate two uh, enhanced edition is on sale for seventy five percent off on Steam, six dollars and twenty four cents. So if you don't have the enhanced edition and you want it, and I know that a lot of the mods out there for Baldur's Gate two have been updated to work with the enhanced edition, so you can. Uh, Buy it knowing that you'll still be able to mod it. Um, go pick that up for like six bucks because that's pretty awesome. Uh, that's a lot of game for six dollars. I tell you that much. So I might be picking that up today. So, but uh, you've only got till today, and hopefully, and probably tomorrow as well, before that goes away forever. And then on Monday, that's the last day of the summer sale, and everyone cries because you have to wait for the winter sale or fall sale or whatever's next. Um, so I'll be playing city building games. Um, I've got the settlers installed. I picked up banished for $10. I'm pretty sure I won't like banished because I think that game is about keeping your people, um, from going over the brink of death and you're always about to die in banished. I don't know if you tried that. John? Oh, you've tried it too. I I haven't tried it. I've I've sort of read quite a bit of it. It's interesting, but it sort of sounds like it. John, it says you've played it. It's a bit old. Wait, what have I played? Banished. 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 Uh, I don't think I got much further than the tutorial. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So no, not can't help me much with that. All right. So I'll be trying out city building games. Um, Alex, what will you be playing this week? I'll be playing more in a Zoom Eleven and Final Fantasy Fourteen, and I will also be playing Hate Plus. You know what I like about you, Alex? You always know what you're playing. You just you've got it down. Yeah. I wish I could be that yeah. organized. I'll also be playing random sports games. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's, just random you're gonna usual. roll dice <laughs> you play yeah. sports games yeah really, so weird. really? all right you don't read his twitter do no you? i don't read everybody's twitter i can't keep up with it all all right how about football manager 2014 should i get that it's only 12 and a half dollars oh totally <laughs> to- totally get that although i 
I, I strongly doubt you'd understand any of it. I, yeah. I'm watching <laughs> World Cup. I should understand it a lot better than I used to. No? Okay. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> I'm going to go manage Arsenal into the ground. That's what I'm going to do. Hey, don't do that. You'll make David sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, what are you going to play this week? Uh, some more magic, probably. Final Fantasy XIV. I think that's about it. All right, that brings us to Anna. What, what will you be playing? Um, I'm hopefully going to finish Conception 2, and then I'll be playing another case on iPad. Another case? Yeah, Ooh. another case solved. Another case solved. There you go. And I think that's it for the show today. Hold on, let me check my outline. Am I missing anything? Nope. Well, uh, unless we've right. got a question. Huh? <laughs> unless we've come up with a question. I, I don't have a question. Um, what should our question of the week be? That's my question. All right, so let's tell you how to keep up on the show's feedback. You can send us emails at podcast at rpgamer.com. I forgot to check the emails this morning. So you'll have two wor- weeks worth of emails next week. Um, in addition, uh, you can send a, a forum message over at board.rpgamer.com under the latest updates section of the forum is the podcast thread. Um, over the miscellaneous gaming section of the forum, you can uh, contribute to my little E3 retro playlist thing where I'm going through all my retro games because that's what I'll also be playing in addition to the city building is more... Um, 2004 games um finally we have a phone number 608-729-4098 608-729-4098 and you can uh leave a voicemail there um about anything right now i want it just i just want to encourage you to leave voicemails so you can call about anything whatsoever try and keep it under 90 seconds and we'll play it right here on the show um in addition we have um twitter that's not what i wanted to plug um oh uh, any pause plays coming up anna uh, I don't know. No, okay. Well, subscribe to twitch.tv slash rpgamer to see it going live during the during the week for pause plays potentially. And I think that's it for this week. Next week, we may or may not have a show. Anna and I do not know what our July 4th plans are. In all likelihood, we'll have a show. But if not, stay tuned to the forums and the rpgamer Twitter, and you'll hear for uh, updates if there won't be a show. Um, that's twitter.com slash rpgamer. Um, otherwise, uh, we'll be here, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, right here at rpgamer.com slash live to catch you next week. Until then, everybody, goodbye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.